0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, sinks and anks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominic Smith. As always, I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support for this channel. We are growing, and crazy enough, we are coming up on a year. Um, this was this vision was given to me back in August of last year on the plane. Um, definitely st- uh, listen to the first episode for the full. Um, i guess breakdown of how this came to be and now we are approaching one year and i couldn't have done it without you all and the best is yet to come we are just getting started and so with that happy first day of fall everybody knows me who knows me knows that my two favorite seasons are the holiday season and the fall season in that order they are the greatest times of the year you already know the christmas music has started uh don't judge me if you do i really don't care um but i definitely hope this fall brings a lot of fast times on the cross country course the marathon course and that it brings a great buildup for those training for the spring and summer track season This is an awesome episode that I cannot wait for you guys to listen to. But before I get into that, do me a favor. The YouTube channel is growing. We have 200 followers, and I know that may not sound like a lot, but trust me, I am eternally grateful for each and every one of you who have subscribed, who's followed, who's watched the videos. If you haven't already, be sure to tap in, subscribe, Click the notification bell so you don't miss the latest episodes when they drop. And just support that channel because there is some buyer content on there. We're giving track talk a break. That is that season is over right now but a bucket of track talking fried chicken is just beginning and we're gonna have some incredible guests on that um, youtube exclusive show so please be sure to subscribe to that page wherever you get your podcast wherever you listen to the audio whether it's apple spotify google Podcasts. please be sure to subscribe to this page lactic acid with Dominique smith be sure to uh, make sure that all of your alerts your notifications whenever a new episode drops you are getting that notification on your phone and if you feel so inclined to do so please leave a nice review because it helps you know boost the algorithm it helps people find it um and you know it will make me feel good so i appreciate you guys uh, for doing that on social media off, as always excuse me instagram lactic acid with dominique smith or lactic acid podcast rather and twitter lactic acid underscore pod and you can also find me at dom smith news just ignore all the football takes and you'll find some track stuff i promise but the episode that you're about to listen to was such a fun one to record i had the legend miss helen schlachtenhofen on this show, she is a middle distance runner in the U.S. and she is balling, guys. She came in third place to come the bronze medal at the NACAC championships, and she is just continuing to get better. She is going to be in the conversation when it comes to making these championship teams, making championship finals, and doing great things more so than she's already have when it comes to the U.S. middle distance running. And when you talk about the top runners, she is in the thick of things and like i said she's only improving and getting better and i'm super pumped to watch how she continues to progress but we talked about her season we also talked about toast. We had a great conversation about toast and jam and and all of that fun stuff. She hurt my heart when she told me that Christmas music should be played towards December. That, that still hurts, but it's all good. And we also talked about her as an artist. You learned some fun facts about her, specifically, her grandmother was a world great grandmother, excuse me, uh, was a world record holder and we just talked a little bit more about that and there's so many other topics i don't want to give everything away but you're going to enjoy this episode i hope you enjoy this episode thank you for your support and we will catch you next time What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, Sinks and angst, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Today, I have a big-time baller out, fresh out of the Ivy League. If we had a shirt, it would be straight out of Dartmouth. But she is balling on the track scene. Track season's over. But guess what? She still made her mark, and it is only the beginning. Beginning, as the old people say, it's only just begun. The success is not over. She is none other than Miss Helen Schlottenhoffen. How are you doing, fam? Appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Wow, that was probably like the best introduction I've ever gotten. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: I'm doing well. listen
0: listen as the mayor of Flavortown Guy Fieri says all thriller no filler that's what we do on this show it's all facts so without further ado I gotta ask you this question to start to always ask a question that is factual but outside of the box but barely so today we're doing this interview today is the 20th day of September And on Thursday, this is going to be released next week, but on Thursday, it will be the first day of fall. And so Ben and Jerry met with Yankee Candle one night after a long day of work, met in Boston, met at the old Cheers location and said, you know, it's the fall and there have been so many ballers out there on this track scene doing it big we need to find somebody to promote and they said what about helen they're like listen go a uh, bronze medalist at NACAC, been doing it big rising star she's awesome we need to build a far promotion around the awesomeness that is helen so here's what's gonna happen Ben and Jerry's said, we will do this. We will do an ice cream promotion. Yankee Candle, you do a candle promotion. And we will combine it into one. So what Ben and Jerry's needs to know from you, what two flavors of ice cream would you choose for this promotion? Yankee Candle wants to know the scented candle that you want to use for the promotion. And they need a title. So... What are you going to use for your two flavors of ice cream and the scent plus the title of the entire promotion?
1: Ooh, the title is going to be the hard part. Um, the ice cream flavor is easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. I don't. I mean, I would do a maple and a coffee combo. Maybe, maybe a little weird, but um, mm-hmm, yeah. From a title standpoint, uh. I'm trying to think of something that's like Ben and Jerry's-esque.
0: So it's, so here's the thing. It could be, and we need to talk about that maple coffee concoction as soon as uh, we, we get done. But um, it does not have to be <laughs> specifically for the ice cream. It could be for the entire promotion. So you can name it after the candle. You can, whatever.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so we got the ice cream, maple and coffee.
1: Maple and coffee.
0: All right. So. Uh, and
1: then the. The scent... Is the scent a combo, or is it just, like, a one... Like, one
0: scent? It could be whatever you want. It could be one, it could be multiple, it could be whatever.
1: Um, I would pick, like, a... Like, a pavement rain scent. Like, wet pavement. I feel like that doesn't exist, and it should.
0: (laughs) Okay, and the title.
1: The title. Um... Hmm.
0: And I'm thinking of a name for this as well. This
1: uh the candle title could be something like like fall
0: rainstorm. <laughs> fall rainstorm. <laughs> I would say but like cool rain or something like that. Cool
1: rain or like um uh, like yeah. Yeah, cool
0: rain. Cool rain.
1: Hot hot rain, maybe. I
0: don't know. (laughs) No, I would say, so here's why I would say cool rain, because I live here in the the state of Florida, born and raised, and so the reason I love the fall is because in the summer, we have two seasons here. We have summer and we have low-key fall, and that entitles winter and fall and all that stuff, because Florida doesn't move until it feels like it, and so... When it's in the summer, you think, oh, my gosh, yes, it's 100 degrees. This rain is going to cool. No, it's like fire from the sky. Like, those raindrops are hot. <laughs> like, it is, it is hot. And then it gets more humid. But when the fall happens, the way you know that the weather's changing, the humidity's down a little bit, but the rain is a little cooler. And so, the, you know, the more you progress throughout the year, the cooler the rain gets. So that's why I said cool rain. So I like that. I like that. Okay. But I do have some questions.
1: Okay.
0: Wet pavement, what does that smell like? I've never I you said it doesn't exist and it I've never heard of it. Um wet pavement in Florida smells like um somebody's burning some grits or some concrete or something <laughs> like that. Um so what and maybe that's a, a northeast thing. Like what does wet pavement smell like?
1: So, like, I would describe it as, I would actually, I associate it with, like, I grew up in um, outside of Chicago,
0: okay.
1: and you get some, like, pretty big thunderstorms, like, over the summer, usually, and there's this smell that, like, right after a storm, where, like, the water's kind of, like, soaked into the, into, like, the driveways or whatever, and then it kind of, like, is steaming, and it just smells really, like, clean, sort of. So, like <laughs> a, little a bit car wash. Yeah kind of yeah but like it's it smells like an outdoor clean versus
0: like uh yeah i'm listen there are very few times i'm stumped on my own show but this is i because i've just never experienced that um, yeah you
1: gotta just gotta go out after a big storm and just kind of like yeah get the smell of like the, the it has the heat coming off the pavement kind of the steam it, yeah
0: it has to be in Chicago because you can't do that here in Florida because, you know, when it rains, you just get the pollen and all the crap that comes from the ground. So I've never heard of that. So it's like a hot cross bun after a thunderstorm, low key.
1: Yeah, yeah. You should, next time you're in Chicago, maybe you'll have a storm and you can check
0: it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, as long as it's not a tornado yeah. or, you know, one of those yeah. crazy uh, snowstorms, you know, I can dig it. Storm. Yeah. <laughs> maple and coffee ice cream that sounds oh man i know die you know doctors who treat diabetes are just just listening to this and they're just cringing they're like okay more customers <laughs> but <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> uh, that could like mm, can, can you i first of all i hate coffee uh um, oh really I despise it. I We need the two things that I wish we would ban as a society. Oh, this may get me in some trouble, but I have to say it. Coffee and pumpkins.
1: Oh, that's a controversial thing to say right now.
0: Listen, this is <laughs> pumpkin, a hot t-
1: pumpkin spice season.
0: <laughs> Listen, I, I, oh, it, okay. We'll talk about that later. But um, why that, why those two?
2: Um,
1: well, I love both of those flavors. Um, And then I feel like maple gives a little bit of a fall kick. Sometimes I put a little bit of maple syrup in my coffee. Um, if I'm looking for something sweet, um, I feel like it could be a good combination. I don't really know logistically
0: how it would work, but... I think it will work because, listen, Dunkin' Donuts, um has a girl scout cookie coffee um and i think krispy kreme has their donuts as a coffee flavor so i'm not that's a little bit too extra for me but uh i think it could work so i just needed some clarification on that because initially I was like maple and coffee like oh my gosh that is a trip to the bathroom and a (laughs) spike in sugar but now that you kind of
2: explained it you know yeah a little (laughs)
0: sweet so it's it's, so it's technically it's healthy because it cleans out the bowels and it gives you that little bit that you need to keep going
1: yeah and it's got to be a natural maple flavor like
0: none of that Oh, not the process. Synthetic. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better. I have real maple syrup at like at my house that I use on the cage for the pancakes. There is nothing better than the taste of real maple syrup. Like I agree. I can like, drink it. It's you, <laughs> you can if you, no, seriously, if you warm it up just a little bit, because you know, if if I make a pancake or something like that, if you warm it up just a little bit, um if people see Get hooked on that. It would replace... It would rival apple cider. I'm trying to tell yeah. you. Oh, Listen, absolutely. It It is something that would rival cider on a cold November night. But anyway, it's too hot. Well, I don't care. Listen, I'm about to put up my Christmas lights, you know, because it's it is the season. So, um, <laughs> But prior to that, you balled out this season. Like, you had... A really good season and you can see the potential is there like for greatness and you've been lurking around that top three but now you got yourself a medal you got a chance to put the flag on your back carry the team on your back you had a little taste it was like a little bit of maple syrup this season Mm -hmm. and now like I said the sky's the limit uh and that's just from an outsider's point of view how would you rate uh the season that you had this year The crazy season which was an extra long season for all track and field athletes yeah
1: long season uh yeah no I really appreciate all (laughs) you saying all that I feel like I actually it was definitely a season of ups and downs I um feel like I went into it kind of with like some pretty like big goals and you know got like close like I would have loved to have made the world team um So like kind of like approach those goals and uh like it it took a step forward, I think, in like in terms of consistency. Um but um I was really, really happy to be able to compete at NACAX. That was really cool and like a super awesome experience to represent Team USA, to yeah, to be able to like get to run around with the flag. Um yeah, and so that in terms of that, that like uh kind of like was a big highlight in my season. Um, but definitely I wish I'd run a little bit faster. Um, just had some little hiccups here and there that kind of made it like a little bit less, um, of like continuous season than I would have liked, I guess. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, I, I, I get that. And like I said, it was honest to gosh truth. So the season like started in January and there are people that just stopped running like last week. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah I'm like,
1: long yeah
0: and I'm like that is that is crazy to me and I think and you can speak to this more and like I said everything I'm saying is just from an outsider's point of view when you have worlds that early it kind of tr- it seems like it kind of trips people up training wise because you're typically training for mid to late august or even for just a month of August. And now it's like, okay, not only are we training for mid-July, well, really, you know, June to mid-July, but like you have to be at your best, you know, by then. So like it's harder training in a short amount of time. And then it's like, oh yeah, we have about 32 more meets right after that and like yeah. four of them are big championships do you think because of how odd the schedule was maybe that kind of played a a role into it because I think like that's that's tough like I don't think people understand like that is that is a tough thing to do physically mentally emotionally I could tell you I was checked out after Eugene <laughs> and I, yeah. I discovered sport.
1: uh yeah no I would totally say it's tough I think I also think there's like, um, with the, the timing of worlds, there was like some kind of lulls in the middle of the summer, which also make it so that you kind of have to like you like uh, turn off and then you have to step back in. So it's like a little bit like of that like consistency is um, no. is missing. But yeah, it is long. It's very. It's a definitely a. A marathon, not a sprint, I
0: guess, in running terms. No, literally. And it's like, okay, they don't get <laughs> they don't get paid enough <laughs> to be doing this for nine months out of the year. Uh I'm still a little hot at the Diamond League. Uh, the winner gets 30k and uh, you know, eighth place, for example, gets a cheeseburger. So
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: like I said, it, it wasn't it wasn't ideal. Uh, and I think while it did trip up a lot of athletes, I think It kind of showed the depth that we had, which is why I think your season was impressive. Granted, you know, I always say some days chicken, some days feathers. That's the game of life. That's track and field. But I think when it comes for athletes like yourself, it showed the depth that we had because you kind of showed, like, okay, on any given day, you can make that team. Um, did you take confidence, you know, you, you mentioned NACAC, but did you take confidence, you know, knowing that you are a part of this surgence or resurgence of U.S. women's distance running or mid-distance running? Like, because you're in the conversation when it comes to the big dogs, that's, that's I don't think that's any question.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, that is something that's, like, so cool to me. Just, uh, it's never, like, what I, like, I never... Picture that I could be at this like um uh, level or point or like be in contention to make a team I mean it was always like my goal but I coming out of college was like so far away from that so it is cool to like be able to feel like when I'm like like when I go in I'm like okay I actually have like a shot here um it makes it really exciting stre- like stressful but in like a fun exciting like positive way so um yeah yeah that's been cool
0: I, I think the cool thing about your know journey is like you you, you, i i listened to you know previous interviews and it's like okay in high school you know like okay you know maybe i'm not fast enough to run with you know this group then it's like the first year it's like okay yeah and then it's like a like a switch flip like okay This person owes me money. I'm going to run like that. (laughs) And you just started balling out like towards especially I think you had like a seven or eight second PR your senior year at Dartmouth yeah, or something like I don't think people understand that is like the, the best way to describe that is if anybody watched the Falcons and the Patriots play in the Super Bowl back in the day. And the Patriots were down three to twenty eight. And uh Big Brady came back and led them. That's the kind of like <laughs> that's that's on that level of swagginess and greatness, which that's is
2: just actually <laughs>
0: insane. And listen, like I said, they won a Super Bowl. I'm just trying to tell you, like, listen, you're in the Boston area, you got that Boston swag and everything like that. But that's what that is like. That's a like Oh my gosh, I don't even think there's a song to describe like the level of awesomeness, but that is
2: what <laughs> that kind
0: of PR is. And now like at the professional level, like you ran 401 and and like I said, it's just incredible. But it seems like a really fun theme of yours. Like, okay, it just takes me a hot second to figure it out. But when you figure it out, it's house money.
1: Yeah, Um. yeah, I would say like for me, Part of what I love about the sport has been just being able to like see that improvement and, like make those jumps. I think it's like really cool to have something where you're like putting work in and you put like so much of the year you're just like putting work in and then to be able to see the results in such like a tangible way is like really addicting and really fun <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and also I think uh just like over time just gaining like more confidence competing with like like women that I like had, looked up to and uh just kind of like I think being more comfortable in that environment has like also made it easier to make jumps I think honestly I think I still have like a big jump like in me and a jump that I want to make uh I was hoping this year but I've got my sights set on next summer so yeah uh but hopefully hopefully we'll keep going in that direction
0: I feel like You're going to snap in Paris. I hope so. Like, because this year was so, the pandemic just kind of pushed everything. It kind of messed everything up. Because I think, I understand that people want We shouldn't have people believe that we shouldn't have off years, but I do think the off years are very important for athletes because it gives, you know, athletes a chance to reset. It allows them to Mm -hmm. train through some things. It allows them to try new things out. And so I think, you know, you were kind of robbed and athletes were kind of robbed of that pandemic year. And so now it's like, okay, bam, you got the Olympics, bam we're doing worlds in the u.s and it's not just it's in, and there's more pressure
2: mm-hmm. when
0: worlds is in your home soil and you have to make that team because like a you don't know when it's going to happen again b it's it's track town usa even though you know it, yeah. it costs you know 15k to get over there um <laughs> you know it's probably cheaper to get that's so real but, yeah it's probably cheaper to yeah. go to Uh, (laughs) Paris literally Uh, than Eugene and yeah you know it costs a couple mortgages to get over there but like (laughs) you're in the vicinity with all this greatness and in this track and it's like okay crap I got to get it together and everything so gosh I think thinking about the price Eugene made me lose track of my question Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I will actually I'm actually going to come back to that um in a second, but I will say this I have one question for you. What is it like training at altitude? Because I have seen runners do it like it's smooth, like a hot knife through butter. But I've people who listen <laughs> to this show know that I, when I my senior year, I went to Colorado on a ski trip, Breckenridge. Uh, and Florida and Colorado, it, it is, you, you need a quarantine just before really uh, getting into, because <laughs> I thought I was going to die walking up two flights of stairs. I can't imagine running. What is, what is that like? I'm just curious.
1: Um, So I'm used to it now because I've done a couple altitude trips. So like, I like, I'm used to it in the sense that I'm like used to like, just to, like how tough it is especially at first but yeah when I was first out there I uh so I've gone to Flagstaff that's like usually like the spot um the altitude spot where I train um yeah I the first time I went out there I was like what is wrong with me like it just feels like you it feels like you lose all of your fitness or or something you're like I can barely run um and like any hill that you go up like just like tanks you like uh yeah (laughs) it's a it's pretty brutal dehydrated all the time um but you definitely you adjust um I would say it's still like it's hard no matter what um but you get like a at least I think I get like a pretty good like bang for my buck there so like it's worth going from that sense but like yeah this past year this past spring I was on in Flagstaff and like not only was it altitude but it was like just in- insanely windy like every single day Oof. and so like you're like Oof. oh it's just getting like battered by the wind on every run it was
2: a that little tough, tough. Yeah. oh my gosh listen but
1: but then it made me like when I came back to Boston I was like oh my god I appreciate it this so much even though like it's not like boston's known for being like that nice in the spring but (laughs)
0: Um,
1: by comparison it felt pretty
0: uh, pretty good probably felt like incredible but oh I see i would i would have to fly home it's hard enough (laughs) walking just i would walk the store was three blocks from where we were staying and so they were like you can drive or whatever or catch the bus or you can walk so i was like okay i'm gonna walk and i was like singing pass me not oh gentle savior because i
2: can't (laughs) (laughs) um so
0: i can't imagine running in the wind but i mean it's good like you said it's good training i can imagine um especially when you get to sea level but i just for whatever reason i've never asked that question i don't believe i've asked that question but i just was curious um, uh, I guess it's worth it. Um,
1: yeah,
2: I guess
0: <laughs> I'm just happy that I threw the shot put in the discus and didn't have to, <laughs> to deal with any of that nonsense. Um but quick last question before we get to some topics off the track. I just realized something you guys had like a low-key Avenger squad up at Dartmouth uh when you were running. You know with yourself, with Abby, with Dana, like what was it like, you know, being one of the Avengers essentially running for the Ivy League program?
1: Um, so honestly, it was very cool. I like, I feel like I didn't kind of make a a jump until much later. And so when I came in as a freshman, um Abby was a senior. um, and it was really cool to like be able to look up to her um I feel like I didn't like even totally like at first realize like how incredible of an athlete she was because she was so so like humble and poised always so like she was just like an awesome role model to have um in the sport um and then yeah Dana I feel like I kind of was like my junior sophomore junior year like kind of like Dana's like shadow doing all my workouts with her and like uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun being part of that team. And I feel like with how good everybody was, there was, like, also very good culture, which I think uh, just made it such a, like, a positive
0: experience. Let's talk, stop talking about track for a minute. Let's talk about some stuff off the track. What are three things that people do not know about you?
2: Ooh. Um.
1: Um, I guess one thing is the um the only car that i've ever owned is a 2006 honda minivan that i inherited from my family and drove around boston for three years okay (laughs) um yeah i loved that car um
0: do you still have it
1: i don't i sold it it uh became more of like a, a liability just needed a lot of work and yeah. Couldn't get it inspected because it wouldn't pass the inspections. So, oh boy. Um. Yeah. Um. Also, I mean, I feel like some of my my friends know this, but I, I like really hate um condiments. Like, <laughs> like every single <whole> condiment, I <laughs> I really don't like. Like I don't like mayonnaise, I don't like mustard or salad dressing. Really, I'm kind of a picky <laughs> with that. Not with other things. Um. And then. One more thing, I'm trying to think. I've My mind is blanking on like any things about myself. Um I have never seen either the old or the new Top Gun movie. Oh, same here. Really? Oh okay. I feel like I feel like everyone's always like horrified that I
0: haven't seen the old one. (laughs) Oh listen, they want to boot you out of the world for it um yeah. i'm sorry i just i just i haven't you know I, my attention span i struggle with anything over two minutes so uh that well everybody says it's a good movie i i'm like mm, okay I, and i don't doubt it it's just nothing that i've ever gone around to see your instagram bio makes perfect sense now um <laughs> about you loving yeah, toast what is because, my instagram
1: bio oh i do love toast Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. So, Lord Jesus, help me phrase this question. So, like, on a sandwich, do you just eat it dry?
1: Um. So, I guess I like, like pesto, if you would consider it a condiment, and I like hummus, and I like butter. So, I put, like, any of those <laughs> on the sandwich.
0: <laughs> so, let's just say I'm going to give you a turkey sandwich, and so it's like, okay, can you slather some butter on it? The bread's not toasted.
2: I would do that. Wow. Yeah, it's very limiting,
1: honestly.
0: (laughs) So with, like, untoasted bread, do you want, like, butter?
1: Or, like, jam. Or, like, if it's a sandwich, I'd put, like, a a good brie.
0: Okay, I was going to say, you know, that... listen now you put some jam you, you do some granny smith apples with a little cheese and everything oh. on the turkey that okay see, that's I, like I, my
1: favorite sandwich
0: yeah see, i can i'm not big on brie cheese because we really don't at least down here i haven't um you know had too much of it usually i i like whole milk mozzarella Um, uh, even though it's not good for you but it's when it's made fresh, it's still, it's, it, listen, it'll slap any day, but the toast, why toast? See, cause I'm not a toast brother myself. I don't really like toast. So I'm interested to hear uh, your love for the toast family.
1: So I don't, I don't really know. I just go through these like big toast phases where if, if I get like a good loaf of bread, um it's just like always what i'm in the mood for like it's a a snack for any time of the day um and i love different like jams you can put jam peanut butter sometimes i just do a little bit of
0: like everything but the bagel
1: seasoning just just a lot of variety that you can different ways you can take it
0: (laughs) so i just thought you meant like dry bread
1: oh no i like like
0: I like put stuff on my toast. Okay. You see, that's yeah. where I was like, so she just eating dry <laughs> bread, like just buying.
1: I mean, like I would do that too, but.
0: <laughs> okay. But there are some days put where you just need it. to go put some Sara Lee, um, you know, bread in the toaster and just eat yourself a, some toast and, you know, that that's fine. Yeah. Like toast and butter. That, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, but. No, you have like a very sophisticated palette, and I think that is awesome. Are you a grilled cheese person? I, yeah, I've never heard, by the way,
1: that I have a sophisticated palette.
0: So well, I there's that. nobody, yeah, there's <laughs> nobody that has come on the show and be like, I don't like condiments, I don't all that mayonnaise, throw it back into the sea. Uh that ketchup, listen, put it just keep it as a tomato. I've never heard that. Um, uh, and listen, I've been on this show and almost you know, got attacked on multiple occasions because I, there, uh, there are certain condiments I can't eat. Like, I don't know if there's a Chick fil A up north, but everybody loves Chick fil A sauce. I, I despise Chick fil A sauce. Um, I like a sweet sriracha, some honey mustard, and stuff like that. I'm very cautious of the mayo and everything. So, there are certain things I'm kind of with you on some of that um yeah but like jam and stuff like that that's like a very french cuisine so that's why i say it's very sophisticated
2: Yeah, i
1: love jam
0: yeah oh, we thank don't,
1: you i never yeah. thought of it that way
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's because we have a couple french places down here um shout out to the homies at le gourmet break uh, i knew i pronounced that wrong but that's the closest thing that i can do But they have like these croissants and then they have these like mini uh, pastries and they have like you get these mini um, things of jam and with the mini like the knives are like this big and then you scoop it out onto the toast or the pastry and stuff like that and they're like cut like a piece of cake and they have like strawberry, raspberry, peach. Um, It's really good. (laughs) Um, uh, I haven't been in a few yeah,
1: years, that's like my dream.
0: <laughs> yeah, it that's what I say. It's like a French cuisine palette. Yeah. That's like yeah. swag. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, as the I can't call myself the mayor of Flavortown, that's Guy. Uh I don't even know what I would call myself, but as somebody with affiliation to Flavortown, um the CEO, the chairman, or something—I don't know—I'm on there somehow. I approve. I that—that's actually really, really good. And jam, I—I I love jam. I just—I got into jam two years ago. Jam is ten times better than jelly any day of the week. I did not realize that, but I love yeah. the texture of jam. It yes, is texture
1: is way better. Yeah, it's
0: nice. It's silky. It's smooth. Wow, see, we, you have lifted up our standards here at Lactic Acid because I'm going <laughs> to hold people to the same standard. Like, listen, if you are not about that French life, then I don't want to talk. Um,
2: <laughs> so
0: I'm definitely with it. What are some of the things that you enjoy doing when you're not running around on the track, whooping people all the time in these meets?
2: Ooh, um,
1: so I feel like there's a lot of stuff I like. I feel like yeah you're definitely like I love doing like outdoor stuff I feel like you're somewhat limited during like season to doing a lot of stuff other than running um but yeah during off season I feel like uh it's fun to get to do some like more like hikes and like um uh I have have not done this but want to you can like uh kayak and on the Charles River in Boston. So I'm Ooh. gonna try to do that this again. Um that um, okay. yeah, might be a little bit cold now. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah other than that I really like I read a lot. Um I like drawing and so like oh, go through phases where I get into that. Yeah. Um yeah. Cooking so, and food in general, eating.
0: <laughs> oh, listen, listen. I've said it food is a lifestyle for me you know I always said fried chicken is good for the uh bad for the body good for the soul so you know cooking is in your in my DNA but I that is that is really cool to be able to kayak you know in the (laughs) off-season stuff that that is dope yeah I'm I'm totally we'll see how it goes but just like
1: (laughs) I mean full disclaimer I have not done it before so
0: well Godspeed, because <laughs> uh, it still <laughs> sounds fun, but drawing, before we get back to cooking, but um, what are some of the things you like to draw? That's really cool. I actually had, and actually prior to you answering this, or before you answer this, it's interesting to hear you're not the only track and field athlete who is a good, who is a good drawer or enjoys you know, the activity. I actually had Adelaide quo on the show last year and she, and we talked about this, she loves drawing and she's really good at it. uh Shout out to the Buckeyes, O-H-I-O. She, we talked about it. It is so good to have that skill set because if you have a house or have a room, you save so much money on wall art by drawing your own stuff. Um, yeah, so that was just like No, that's a, definitely true. <laughs> yeah, that's a life hack. Uh what are some of the things that you draw?
1: Um, I kind of like a range of stuff. Um I've mostly been doing like stuff for other pe- people. So like um I did I drew like my boyfriend's parents like dogs and gave it to them as a gift and then my mom's dog and gave it to her as a gift. Um And then just I've been starting to get into drawing like more like outdoor kind of uh, landscapes. So like woods and stuff. And then I've been, uh, yeah, my like thing I'm doing right now is like when I like write someone like a note, like a thank you note or something, uh, sometimes I'll do like, I have these like blank ones and sometimes I'll do like a colored pencil thing on the front of it, um, which is kind of fun.
0: Yeah, when, it's a small thing, but... When are you opening your own uh, French uh, toast jam and drawing shop? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Maybe that'll be my future after...
0: Oh, my... Veronica. Gosh, <laughs> like, that, that is... That is literally... <laughs> like, we have a cat cafe down here in Florida. Um, full disclosure, I've never been. I don't do cats. But, like, you could come in... And you could sip on coffee and crap and then you can play with cats. But if you switch the cat aspect to like the drawing aspect, oh my gosh, you talk about elevating <laughs> you talk about elevating yeah. the elevating the sport. Gosh, USA yeah, track That's of a field. good idea. <laughs> yeah, need to hire Helen. Like she's good for the sport. <laughs> Let her do all the drawings for like the previews, the promos and everything. Wow. I'm oh that'd
2: be kind
1: of fun yeah <laughs>
0: like literally and then like instead of hiring like outside people just pay obviously pay the athletes in general but pay you to do it and then you get like everything on the billboards and on the promotions i think it would be pretty dope
1: that'd be pretty sick you probably have like you were saying like there are probably so many people in, in the sport that are like pretty good at art so like you could get a <laughs> You could get a lot
0: of good content. Yeah. Honestly, like, like I said, let us like, let there's, let these podcasters, let us content creators take over because like you have, you know, we can do help with the promotions. Then we have, you know, you and like Adelaide, you know, who can draw up some stuff and be the creative design. And then you have singers all over the place. You got Noah Lyles. He's a rapper. You got Sandy Morris. She sings, um, I think there's, there was a bunch of athletes. There are different athletes who are good at, like, the piano. And, um, yeah, like, athletes who are content creators who can do behind-the-camera stuff. I'm just saying, like, really, like, there's no other sport, really, where you can have this collection of talent.
1: When I was at uh, NACAX, I remember uh, that, like, after party night, it started raining. And so we all went into the lobby, and someone started playing piano. And it was just, like, uh... Just like like no uh, sheet music or whatever, just like inc- someone who's just like incredible at piano who is also like i don't I don't know, i I was like mind blown by it. I was like it's so cool to just be able to go in and like have this other like thing that you can do
0: u s a track and field. listen, the future of the sport are the athletes. Let them shine off the track. I'm just saying that would be we have the talent that would that would be lit um. But well, cooking wise, <laughs> cooking wise, what is what's your go-to?
1: Ooh, my go-to, um, I think I make really good chicken teriyaki.
0: Oh boy. Oh, so you you a cook cook. I like that. Okay.
1: Um, um uh that's like if I just anything with pasta. Um, so I've made some good pasta stuff recently, like, with, with like, ricotta, ricotta lemon pasta. That was really good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is, this is more than a hobby. This is like a, this is Food Network, like, lemon ricotta pasta, or ricotta. I think I've been saying it wrong all these <laughs> years. Um, well, and chicken teriyaki? Man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I steal my res- or recipes from, um... Like Instagram, like my whole Instagram is basically just like watching people, videos <laughs> of people like make food or draw. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I've, that is so real. In my bookmark and save pretty much it's just food. It's it's food and like yeah. somebody made like this parmesan crusted lobster tail uh, with like risotto or something like that, and I'm like, you know, lobster tail is a little bit out of my price range, but I can do it with chicken um you know stuff like that but hey that that is some (laughs) that's some big time cooking like chicken teriyaki like (laughs) with like with white rice fried rice brown rice
2: oh
1: with white rice and then i do like i usually like maybe have some broccoli and then some like fresh avocado with it it's pretty like basic but avocado yeah
0: with teriyaki chicken
1: yeah you just put it on the top it adds a little like freshness
0: and...
2: okay
1: it's worth a try okay
2: okay
1: the other the other thing i'll say is um that you can find on instagram is like uh if you have any accounts where they post like restaurants in different cities it's oh, always yeah. like i always save them and then it's always so tempting like traveling for running even like <laughs>
2: yes like if
1: i'm in la i'm like oh my god there's this like pie place i really want to go to like is it worth like a 40 minute uber from my hotel
0: (laughs) but i think sometimes it's worth it like my favorite one like my favorite show on food network or at least one of them top two is diners drive-ins and dives and there's so many places that he goes like i've never been to boston but there is this Italian Italian place, where this this dude who owns it is like a OG Italian line NFL linebacker. But oh my gosh, the food is like you want to just break your screen to take the plate and stuff like that.
2: I I think,
0: <laughs> but I feel like for an athlete, it's like uh, not granted. i you know forty minute Uber is like four hundred dollars.
2: Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah
0: but it's like, like, have you, like, have you, like, decided, you know, what is worth it for any of those places?
1: I have, um, so there's this cookie place that, like, I always, so I started watching these videos on Instagram, like, honestly, like, 10 years ago, probably, it's this cookie place for the the baker like posts all these videos of her icing the cookies and it's like really satisfying to watch and i it's in austin texas and so i was
0: like, i know like, where you're talking about so
1: i know years, where you're talking I, about <laughs> and like i'd never been to austin i was finally there for a race and i was like i had it it closed in like 30 minutes and I was like twenty five minutes away and I've like I drove like I'm surprised I didn't, didn't get a ticket because I was like I have to get there before it closes. I was like I don't know if I'm ever gonna be here again. Like I have to see it in person. Uh oh my but yeah. And it was good. It was worth it. I don't no regrets.
0: <laughs> I what kind yeah. of cookie did you get?
1: I got it was like when was this? I feel like it was like around a like holiday or something. They had they had some Like themed iced ones. I got one of those and I got a buttercream frosting one. That was
0: okay. Oh yeah. Boy. A buttercream frosted cookie. That
2: is
0: (laughs) that is delicious. Especially like now that the holidays are here. Like for whatever I'm not a baker, you know, but I do prefer sweets over savor. Well, I love sweets, but I love savory. I love all food (laughs) Um, But just sometimes I glance at Food Network and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just, this is not fair. (laughs) Like, especially now that you got, uh, even like these Halloween cookies and cakes and crap. I was watching that a little bit of that last night. I'm like, this is like, how are you this good? And do you deliver with a discount? Um, man, that is, uh, I'm a little salty because I would love a a buttercream. And I know what you're talking about. A buttercream. I've never heard of that, but I cannot tell you how incredible that sounds. Um, oh my gosh. Let's, let's start to, before I like start crying over (laughs) what we don't, over what we don't have in Florida. Let's wrap this bad boy up with a little bow. What are you? You know, obviously, they're the ultimate goals. But there was an athlete that said this, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. But I can't even say it was an athlete. I believe it was Katie Ledecky, which is she's one of the greatest of all time. But like, if your goals don't scare you, or your goals should scare you a bit. Are you kind of that goal driven where you you set these goals that you believe that you can do? Um and it kind of helps you in the process of setting them. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. you like are you kind of goal driven that way?
2: Um, I would
1: say that I am. I think sometimes it's hard to find like that confidence to set a big goal because like I there's like a always is like the voice that's like yeah but like why should you be able to do that above everybody anybody else you know and so like I think um yeah I would say I'm goal-driven in the sense that sedum kind of shuts down that voice a little bit because you're like okay like it doesn't matter like this is what I'm focused on um yeah especially like the super long-term ones
0: how do you kind of diminish the voice of doubt that everybody has every human has uh, that you can't do it. Why? Why should you be the one to do it?
2: Um,
1: that's a tough one because I don't know that I always do really successfully. Um, I think the best way for me is like when I know that I'm like doing things, like when I know that I'm doing everything I can, and that I'm doing things like, like the right way and like the way that I believe in, and, um that way like when you show up to like a starting line or whatever you feel at least like very prepared um and then also like a little bit more like okay like i earned my like right to be here versus it just being like i just randomly like appeared at the starting line you know um yeah i think that helps and then i think sometimes like truthfully sometimes i'm like i think you just have to fake confidence even if it's (laughs) like not there because like (laughs) like when you like in the moment you're like whatever i have to just like even if i even if i'm not sure you just have to like be like i'm putting it on my head
0: (laughs) listen there are two mottos in life that i feel like everyone in some small capacity should take and i learned these in college fake it till you make it and c's get degrees that is that's those are the two things you have to (laughs) that you just have to keep in mind um fun fact there's a song by kendrick lamar called dna have you heard it or are you familiar with it
1: i don't think so that's totally i don't think
0: so. that's totally fine but in the lowest of keys he says like there's a slight bar in the first part he says i got royalty inside my dna and you have royalty inside your dna because your great-grandmother great-grandmother was a world record holder and so like technically you were like really famous (laughs) (laughs) whether or not um and then she And just hearing the story about it just how she kind of you know overcame the odds to you know be the i think it's like the 220 yard you know world record holder um in a time where yeah yeah, in a time where (laughs) i mean it, it was kind of unheard of when it comes to you know women in sports and now here you are all these years later balling out and putting yourself in a position to like do what I said earlier in the show like listen when Helen like figures it out which is coming soon it's game over for everybody (laughs) so um (laughs) do you ever kind of think you know back to or reflect on you know how far you come and you know just that incredible thought of like man like she's a pioneer you know, for the success that you're currently having in the sport.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I think I like, so I, I never met her or anything, but I just have a huge respect for like the boldness that it takes to like do something that's not like really like accepted at the time. Yeah. Um yeah. And kind of like, yeah, go against like what family and like people expect or want of you um, to do something really cool. So I, I like always like think about how cool that is and then it was um nice growing up because I know like my grandpa so her son um always was like very excited about my running and like followed it very closely and stuff and so it was like a cool like bond that we had over it because I think it was cool for him to see someone like continue it so like I do feel like there is um some sort of like just family like legacy thing or something that just like binds me to them that I always have like really like liked
0: uh I I don't know it's just like you have we have royalty on this show like we have like greatness on this show uh because it, it pretty much comes down to that uh last question before we get into our rapid fire what do you want your legacy to be this kind of two questions. What do you want your legacy to be in this sport, and what advice would you pass to younger runners um, who are kind of following in your footsteps?
2: Um, I guess like my answer probably to both is like the like as someone who's
1: made it but isn't necessarily like um like along the lines of that my advice to runners especially young runners is I like I think it's um incredibly easy to like feel like you're like you don't have a shot if you're not like good right away or if you're not like I don't know like I think in in the sport sometimes like if you're like a high school star or it's like you kind of just rise straight to the top. And then if you're not, you're like, I don't know if I belong here, but I think if you just kind of like keep showing up and like keep pushing yourself, like you can make those jumps, like regardless of where you start. Um, So uh, yeah, I think that's like always an important thing to remember.
0: And I I said, I was going to be the last question, but that's not the last (laughs) question. What's the biggest thing that you've learned about the sport and what keeps you coming back to it? or learn from this sport, and what keeps you coming back to it?
1: Um, so, the thing, the biggest thing I've learned from this sport is just, like, my, like, own, like, personal takeaway, which has just been, like, I guess pretty similar to, like, a lot of what I've said, but just, like, um, like, finding, like, confidence in myself that, like, I can do these things that, like, I never like expected of myself so kind of to like I've learned to like raise my own bar for myself I guess if that makes sense um and like that just like like I said like showing up and kind of like like taking a chance on yourself like like is a worthwhile thing even if it doesn't always feel that way because like you know the sport can be hard there are ups and downs and sometimes you do want to like after bad moments you want to give up and I think reminding myself that like that resilience is like an essential part of getting to where you want to be um and then what keeps me coming back is probably two main things um one is the I think the like the running is probably the thing where I've experienced the biggest like and most like just like kind of like uh raw highs and lows of like you put so much of yourself into it. So like when it goes poorly, that means it's like you're like devastated. But then when it goes well, it's like there's no feeling like that. And so I think always chasing that feeling of like uh, uh, achieving a goal or unity is just so incredible. Um, And it's pretty small, uh, which I think makes it like, fun you really do get to know people um and then you go like on these trips like going to knack where it's like an even smaller group and everyone has this common bond and it is made up of all these just like really talented interesting individuals so that's been really cool to experience
0: you have survived the interrogation process also known as the basic interview now (laughs) it is time to get to the hard stuff This is called rapid fire. Well, I'm sorry. It's called down the home stretch. It's been, it's been a minute (laughs) since I've done the show, Uh, but it's called down the home stretch. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions and I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If you do not, it's all good. No, it ain't no big deal. But your goal is to make the medal stand and the gold medalist on the medal stand. I don't remember them all, which is not good, but the ones i do remember we have american record holder karen winger we have marley starper we have carrie tolson um and i'm pretty sure there's one more person so you are competing for a major medal are you ready okay if there was a food that you had to live with and live without what would it be <laughs> <laughs> oh wait live with and live without live without, with <laughs> live without? And live without
1: yeah live with toast live without orange chicken
0: so if i ask you to clarify on something then that doesn't count against the okay time. okay you okay. like teriyaki okay. chicken but you don't like orange chicken why the why the hate for the orange sauce
1: i don't know i just don't i just don't like the tang of it for some reason i don't like Fair. the smell of it my Fair. boyfriend loves it and only is allowed to have it when I'm gone
0: (laughs) (laughs) fair shout out to I don't know who sounds (laughs) the best for orange chicken but I was gonna say Panda Express that's all good (laughs) All right. if they were going to make a movie about your life who is the actress that you would like to portray your character
2: um
1: Emma
0: Watson I can definitely see that pancakes or waffles uh
1: pancakes
0: Okay. What's the best place to have a beer in Boston?
1: Ooh. Um Aaron Aubrey.
0: Dream vacation spot.
1: Um why?
0: Best band that you've seen play live?
1: The Lumineers. That's a good one.
0: Ooh, that that is an amazing one Dream band that you wish to see play live?
2: Um
1: trying to think of who uh maybe Wilco.
0: Okay, never heard of Brother Wilco, but that sounds pretty good. All right, so we are moving on. Doing great. Let's say this. Let's say they came to you and said, you know what, Helen, we want you to be a guest on the Food Network show. Which show would you be a guest on? uh top chef top top chef top chef i've never heard oh with uh alton brown uh, oh that- no uh yeah
1: this one's like with uh i don't
0: know who was it <laughs> Is okay i know which one you're talking about i thought it was alton brown but okay never mind um if you had to have dinner with anyone who would you have dinner with it has to be living.
1: It has to be living. Mm. Tana French. She's an author. I've okay. read a lot of her books recently. Yeah.
0: Okay. If you had to write a book about your life, what would the title be?
1: i'm not gonna be able to answer this one <laughs> i'm not good at these kind of questions <laughs> okay
0: we'll, we'll, we'll pass on that one we'll pass on that okay one. if you had to be a guest on any talk show which talk show would you choose um, i don't know uh,
1: Maybe like Jimmy Fallon or
2: something.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be good. I guess. Th- hey, Jimmy, yeah. let's make that happen. The Tonight Show. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, a couple more questions. All right, if you had to pick a superhero to describe your game on the track, who are you rolling with?
2: Um, oh.
1: Batman.
0: Batman, OK. What is the go-to snack? that you would eat forever it can't be toast
1: okay not toast um probably cheese and crackers
0: I like that answer okay if you were to be a participant in any sport other than track and field what sport would you play
2: um
1: if I were good enough to play any sport I would want to play soccer
0: Okay, what's the best thing about Massachusetts, specifically Boston?
1: Ooh, best thing about Boston is the fall is beautiful here, the trees.
0: Okay, when is your favorite holiday?
1: Uh, Christmas.
0: My girl. All right, last two questions. Is it okay. okay? How do I phrase this? When is too early to start listening to Christmas music?
2: Um,
1: uh, I think October is solidly too early. Even approaching middle of November is too early.
2: What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: let's move on last last question (laughs) that hurt my soul like dang Uh, why does kindness matter to you
1: okay um i think it matters general kindness matters in the sense that like you never really know what's going on in a person's life inside their head and so um like just like even small kindnesses or passing kindness can like really affect someone for the better, like make a difference to someone without you even really know it, knowing it. Um, yeah.
0: My, you hurt my heart with that Christmas answer. You, 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 <laughs> you, you made the medal stand. Congratulations, but that hurt dang because here i am <laughs> listen it's september 20 so i said this will be released next week it will be released on the first day of fall and so to i'm gonna do what i do i start my christmas music on september 22nd like christmas music very 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 it's very. that is
1: very, early <laughs>
0: but it's like the lowest of keys like like ah. Uh, I have a whole. I got like 220 like Christmas songs of different artists. So I listen to the ones that have like a summer slash fall feel. So you know, a little bit of the upbeat boys to men and everything like that. And then uh, uh, (laughs) November is when we get into the hard liquor. That is Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and um, all that good (laughs) stuff. Nat King Cole and all that (laughs) stuff. But she really said November like Lord I ain't doing nothing wrong I'm just trying (laughs) to celebrate your birthday like all year Um, but no no you you definitely hit the metal stand but I need you to tell the people where they can find you on social media and support your endeavors
1: um I so I really only am on
2: Instagram
1: and then my Instagram is I have to check. I
0: think it's Helen Schlock 17. I I always have it up on my phone. Yep, that's it. She, okay. she got it. She yeah. got it. Helen, you balled out the season. I hope you have an incredible off season that you eat all the toast on to man. There is a place <laughs> somewhere in the United States that does like gourmet toast. I I know that for sure. But I need you to sponsor Helen. Um, yeah if they're
1: not all open it
0: yes listen watch out for helen because pretty soon she's gonna open up a toast and art studio and it is going to change the world the entire world helen thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for joining <laughs> the show uh, it was a lot of fun you guys know where to follow me uh listen to the uh, preview yeah. segment for this episode you can get that information and we will see you next time